postcards from home. Taser is a student midwife, a mother, and she tends to her small holding on the edge of Trinity County in California. She sent her postcard via satellite connection on the 21st of May when she was home, writing up her midwifery notes in the company of her toddler daughter and husband. Trinity is a wilderness area that is also the second poorest county in the state, having already suffered a decade of low investment. Taser talks about how the coronavirus pandemic has affected her work as a home birth and community-based women's health provider. She reveals how this new reality is forcing a reassessment of her own impending birthing choices. My name is Tessa. I am a fourth year student midwife about to graduate from a program I've been in for what feels like eons. My husband, Tom, is a lawyer and together we own a farm and homestead in Northern California. We have one daughter and we are expecting a son in November. It takes about an hour and a half to get to our house from the nearest metropolis city. I can see my father down by the chicken coop with Ruby, our daughter. They're feeding the chickens. And there are birds chirping all around us. I can hear the creek flowing. Got two majestic Rottweilers at my feet. Uh, and the, the rest of our property is a bit unconventional. We've got, we're completely off grid. So we've got a hydroelectric system that powers our property. We run completely off the creek. We've got five vegetable gardens and then, let's see, six cannabis gardens, all developed on one giant mountainside of our property. The vegetable gardens are kind of sprinkled throughout. You know, we, we're in a really privileged situation here because there's only one confirmed case in our county. And we are sort of naturally socially distanced just because of where we are geographically. I mean, Olivia is one of my closest friends. It takes me 45 minutes to drive to her house, minimum. It's really, really vast. And you have to intentionally go find somebody if you want to spend time with them. And, it, you know, we've definitely seen measures be taken. Businesses have shut down. The economy has become extremely depressed. We have already got a depressed economy. I mean, we're the second poorest county in the state of California. And that has been an issue for at least the last 10 years since cannabis has been majorly focused here. There was a, there was a huge black market meaning people were paying for things in cash and the money wasn't being tracked necessarily. So we had a very flourishing economy before legalization came in. Um, but now with Corona, I mean, the six restaurants that we have in town shut down and are only doing takeout. The yarn store is closed. The grocery stores are open. The health food store has reduced hours and they were already struggling. 
most family-owned businesses have closed and the public health department is, you know, now releasing these guidelines on social distancing and wearing masks in public that most don't want to follow. There are a lot of constitutionalists here. The vast majority of the population are either libertarian or Republican, not all of them, but a large majority of them. And a lot of people feel like being asked to wear a mask is like an infringement on their constitutional rights. And then you've got a demographic here who are very at risk, you know, 65 years and older, and they're all afraid. My job has certainly transitioned to an interesting place. I never really expected it to, but it's been a bit of an adjustment. A lot of the skill involved in what we do as midwives, I mean, it's very personal. And, you know, we spend a lot of time physically touching our patients and our clients and palpating babies in, inside mother's bellies to get a sense of their well-being. I mean, of course, we use other diagnostic tools as well. However, we're not touching patients as much as we were before. And it, I'm noticing it's really detracting from the care because physical touch is such an important aspect of health and of mental well-being and, of, you know, at least in my opinion, a healthy pregnancy. The art of palpation is, is one that I really don't want to see fall by the wayside you know, I've really noticed a shift in procedures and standards being implemented, which take touch out of the equation. You know, we've, we have precautions in place. We've got dirty clothes and clean clothes, and we have routines that we go through after home birth, for instance, or, you know, after a birth center birth, and there are showers and dirty bags and clean bags and sanitization and it's all based in patient safety and, you know, controlling vectors and reducing spread. Uh, but it's also really uncomfortable to wear PPE for such a long time and to, you know, be, be in such an intimate space with somebody and to feel like there's an element of connection that's missing and working around that and trying to find a way to introduce intimacy and connection and ensure that these women are having positive birth experiences and that they feel adequately cared for and less like they're, you know, subject to this specter everybody's been talking about. I mean, I, it's insane, actually, the amount of women we've had transfer in from hospital-based care. Uh, and unfortunately, some of them just aren't eligible and they don't meet the criteria for midwifery care, which which really which is really a bummer because we only have two hospital based midwives that work in the area and some women just can't make the drive to them. These are guidelines that will be incorporated into the care model until some resolution is found for this pandemic. There are specific requirements that we have now for patients coming into care that we didn't have in place before. And with the high number of women transferring late into care, we're not getting as much time with them. So it's becoming more of an impersonal experience. I just am sad 
I'm sad to see so many women and so many birthing families and birthing people functioning from a place of fear and making decisions based in fear. The pandemic has affected my pregnancy and my choices in a few different ways. I've certainly noticed myself become more insular and private about the experience that I'm having. I haven't shared with many of my friends that I am pregnant, and I, I don't think that I will until it's very noticeable. <laughs> uh, I'm still kind of in that, is she letting herself go or is she pregnant phase? So I think uh, I'll sit there for, for a while, oscillate. But I must say, you know, I've, I had a very clear idea of what I wanted my birth to look like when I first discovered I was pregnant and the pandemic was really just starting to roll. And now I have absolutely no idea what it's going to look like. There's an element of unknown. Depending on the way the guidelines shift, I won't be able to have labor support present with me. My husband will only be allowed in the delivery room if his temperature is stable. The likelihood that the baby will be transferred to the NICU is increased. Regardless of other factors, it's just a precaution. If I have a fever, if anything, any clinical shift or any clinical indication of illness, now, everybody's got this thought in the back of their mind, could it be COVID? I just don't want to expose myself to that. And that's not to say that I don't respect and admire and greatly value hospital-based care because I do. I work with hospital-based practitioners every day and I've, I've worked in the hospital, in the emergency department. I know, I know the practitioners there and I know that they're good people, but everybody is functioning from this place of unknown and this this place of fear. And I just don't want to expose myself to that energy and to that, unless I absolutely have to. So far, I'm very low risk, and I don't want to expose myself to increased risk of intervention, even though I know that everybody there is working very hard to ensure that mothers and babies stay together and that birthing families stay intact. I just... As a provider, I know what could potentially happen, and I am feeling fairly conflicted. I think the thing that will stay with me most is that this is all sort of aligned, aligned my thinking in a way that has enabled me to really focus on what's important. And it's reframed life in a way that has let things that were sort of trivial fall by the wayside. Uh, and brought into focus things like food security and community and psychosocial support, mental health, uh, life skills. Another thing that's really been at the forefront of my mind is um, clean water and clean air. I feel a lot of gratitude to live where I do and to be able to give my family the life that we have. As hard as it is, you know, to hike a mile and a half in foot deep snow in the winter when our car gets stuck, it's 
unparalleled when it comes to things like being surrounded by rich, dense forests packed with oxygen and clean water, chock full of minerals and the ability to grow our own food and be self-sustaining. I mean, that right there is wealth. And I, th- I think that it's important that we all focus on what we do have in a time like this if we want to survive and persevere. Postcards from Home is produced by Eleanor Schember using music created by Kai Engel.